I think the pandemic kind of just shoved in my face, like what was really important to me. Um, because I've always wanted to start my own business. I got a degree in business. And before I worked at this management representation company, I actually was the business manager for a Chanel beauty counter. So I've always been in business in some kind of way, but it just got to a point that I no longer wanted to be in business for someone else. I wanted to be in business for myself. Hey fam, Zenya here. Welcome back to the show. Today we are chatting with Megan Culverson about the creation of her lifestyle blog, Single Girl Club. But before we dive into today's episode, just a quick reminder to please subscribe to the show. Whether you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Google Play, press that subscribe button so you can stay up to date on episodes. And head on over to patreon.com slash Xenia to join the fam and help keep this show going every single week and get access to exclusive content, behind the scenes content, and early access for my music and writing. Again, that's patreon.com slash X-E-N-J-A. Your support means the absolute world to me. And a special plug for today's episode, the Kickstarter campaign for my first short film, Running With Wolves, is now live. You can donate by going to www.zenyafilm.org. That's www.xenja film.org and clicking on the donate here link, or you can go to the description of this episode where you'll find a link to the Kickstarter page. We have some amazing rewards linked to set donation amounts, or you can donate an amount not listed by writing in your own number. This campaign is live until September 22nd. So head on over now to donate, unlock awesome rewards and be a part of creating impact and elevating humanity through creative storytelling. Megan Culverson is a writer and the creator of the lifestyle website for single women, singlegirlclub.com, where she hopes to inspire single women to build better relationships with themselves. She is a graduate of the Los Angeles Film School, an aspiring producer and lover of classic horror films and sci-fi. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for being here. Hello. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I didn't know you went to the LA Film School. I was looking there. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went there, uh, 2018 and I loved it. It was really cool. I met some really cool people. I have like great relationships with people there. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So I like to start with how my guests and I have met and, uh, we have met where I currently in the artist way together because apparently I meet everybody through the artist way now, <laughs> um, which is just amazing. Yeah. All creators meet there. I mean, it's a great class, so why not? Right. Exactly. Right. And I'm, I'm gearing up to jump into my fourth one in a row in a mm. couple of weeks. So as Jen's assistant again, so I'm super excited for that. It's been it's such a great group. I love it. It is. It's like therapy almost. I really yeah. I look forward to it on Fridays because I'm like, okay, then we have the meditation and then we can talk about like some things, how we feel like we're going to, we can improve in our lives. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we have a really good group too. We do. Yeah. There's They're- a lot of people that like, we just all like connected, like, like on like a deeper level. It's cool. Mm-hmm. We all mesh really well, which is very, it's not, it's not likely. Cause I mean, 
most of the time that doesn't really happen, right? There's so many different personalities and sometimes they conflict, but with this class, everyone's like super chill and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that too. Like it just helps to like create a safe space and like, like allow us to like feel comfortable being more vulnerable and maybe like talking about things that we maybe wouldn't want to talk about, but like feel like we have the space to do. So that's super important. And Jen's so good with making safe environments and safe communities and like support, like, oh my God, I love her so much. Right. She's so motherly. I am here for it. I'm like, oh my God, let me tell you everything. She's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. She's amazing. <laughs> So Megan, can we start with what you were doing just before creating Single Girl Club and what prompted you to go full force into this lifestyle blog? Yeah. So um, before I started Single Girl Club, I was actually working at an entertainment representation company and I wore a bunch of hats for them. So I was officially the management coordinator, but I helped hire interns. I helped with development. Um, I was a personal assistant. And then I also did some um, moderating for like the Holly Shorts Film Festival, which was fun. So I did a lot of fun things. Um, but, you know, during quarantine, I kind of just wanted to take a step back and like focus on some things for myself. So I decided to go full force with Single Girl Club. And I have loved it ever since. Yeah, I was one of my questions was about the pandemic and how that influenced the decision to re, like was it do you think it was easier because of the pandemic? I think the pandemic kind of just shoved in my face like what was really important to me. Um because I've always wanted to start my own business. I got a degree in business and before I worked at this management representation company, I actually was the business manager for a Chanel beauty counter. So I've always been in business in some kind of way, but it just got to a point that I no longer wanted to be in business for someone else. I wanted to be in business for myself. And the pandemic really kind of shoved that, that whole thing in my face. Like, Hey, look, like this is the time to really start working on your own stuff. So let's do it. I'm going to apply pressure until you actually do it. And I did it. So, yeah. Yeah, no. And props to you. Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like that's, it's such a leap of faith and it can be so, scary and like all of the things um and so rewarding to yeah. actually like see it all like be happening yeah it was I'm not gonna lie it was terrifying um but one of the best advice that I've gotten from my mother is I should do things afraid and I did it afraid I was just mm. like no if I fail I fail it's something that I learned from um but I've you know, I've always been kind of adventurous and up to take risks. So I was just like, you know what? I have people, I have friends that I can fall back on. I have family that I can fall back on. So if I fail, I know that they're going to be there to help me. So just do it. And I did it. <laughs> Isn't it so weird how the things that we're often most afraid of are the things that like we need to be doing and like have the biggest reward at the end. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> Right. It's so, it's crazy how that works. And I mean, yeah, you like your heart starts pumping and everything. You're just like, oh, what am I there? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? But when you do it, it's so rewarding. You're just like, wow, I have a weight lifted off my shoulders. And that's what it felt like. Like I literally had weight coming off my shoulders. And I felt yeah. like, yeah. And then it's like, 
I sometimes will like turn it around and I'm like, why did it take so long to do this? Why did I spend years and years in the fear? Mm -hmm. You're like, I should have done this months ago. And you're just like, Like, because then you think if I did it months ago, I'd be farther along. And then it's just like, (laughs) you shouldn't be beating up. Don't beat yourself up. You know, as long as you did it, that's the good thing. So yeah. 100%. So do you want to talk a little bit about what Single Girl Club is? Yeah. So it is a lifestyle website that helps encourage and inspire single women to build better relationships with themselves and encourages them to, you know, pursue their goals, their passions, and their dreams during their single season. I love that. I am single. Well, yeah. 100%. Like, I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. It's 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 interesting the whole like I don't know pressure to be in a relationship and and it's like oh hold up right do you, like do you really want to be in that relationship or right. could you have a relationship with yourself exactly and society has always been pressuring women in general to like you know skip the education or you know do all of don't do what you want to do just hurry up and get married and have kids and you know those are great things. Don't knock me. Like I want to have them one day, but at the same time, I have so many other aspirations that I want to do before I have children. And I just don't feel like women are given the same luxuries as men are during their single season. And so I wanted to create a platform that will like encourage women be like, Hey, listen, like I know you're single and it's okay to be single. It's not a bad time. It's actually a great time. You can learn so many great things about yourself and you could build healthy habits and, you know, do all of those things that you've always wanted to do. Um, And then eventually, you know, you'll get into relationship, the right relationship when in the right time. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like too, like taking that time for yourself and like having that reflection time is so important because you can go into a relationship, like knowing what you want, knowing who you are and Mm -hmm. like, like just like having more awareness. Yes. Yeah. And that's so important, right? Like, if you don't know who you are and what you, if you don't set boundaries for yourself or what you like, you'll just get in a relationship with someone else, um, kind of clinging on to what their boundaries are, what they like. And you're like, Oh, I don't even know who I am. And then break up, you know, you, because you didn't know who you were, you're just like, now I'm lost without this person. So you gotta be like whole and complete before you, you know, get into a relationship with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, preach. Oh my gosh. <laughs> did did it start as like a passionate like were you passionate about this prior to launching a blog? No. no. Oh, that's interesting. I really wasn't. I before it was called Single Girl Club, actually it was called Single and Celibate because I was trying to be celibate for a while and I wanted I had this like fun idea that I was going to like write like these journal entries about my comical experiences, um, in my celibacy journey and dating in LA. Um, but didn't stay celibate for long. <laughs> um, cause it's hard. I don't care what anyone says. That is just so hard. And I'm just like, ah, um, and when, like, I, I guess I fell, I guess you could say, um, I was like, oh, I don't feel like I could actually write for that blog anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like, you know, I really, I didn't, I felt like I couldn't do it. And I felt like I was excluding all these other single women, you know, and I was like, okay, I should change it. So then I changed, I went through like a little um, modification phase or whatever. And then it turned out to be single girl club. 
That's so interesting. I have literally been celibate for like six years. Oh my God. I'm so (laughs) proud of you. You are like iconic because (laughs) I mean, I've been celibate now for two. So I'm very, it's, I don't even, I don't, I don't know if I can call it celibate because we've one been in a a pandemic all last year Fair. two I'm not dating anyone so it's just not like I'm actually trying to be I'm just like avoiding men at this point that's basically mm-hmm. the, like you call that celibacy but um kudos to you six years girl I am so proud of you okay but like here's the thing is that now it's like 100% been avoidance so now now I'm just like I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I will not be surprised if, like, yeah. it's another six years. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm avoiding, yeah, I'm kind of avoiding men right now. And it's not, I don't know, I don't, I don't want it to sound like a bad thing, but it's just like, I just have not met anyone that matches my energy or, like, really mm. my energy. So I was just like, mm, yeah, I'm good. You know what I was thinking about? I came across this term called, like, demisexual I think and whether or not the definition is true the definition is um like in order for there to be a sexual attraction you need to have like a um emotional connection or so like for whatever reason I was like I kind of vibe with that like I feel I don't know I don't know why like but I feel like that's like where I'm at it's like I'm I'm not like like there are so many things I would rather do than have sex I (laughs) you know (laughs) percent agree with you I'm gonna get closer to the camera so every time so yeah. you know how serious I agree with you um, but like at the same time I want intimacy you know like it's not that I want sex I want intimacy yeah and you and I think that's what's wrong with our generation too is that intimacy uh, directly correlates with sex to some people and yeah. to me it's not that at all like you can be intimate in so many different levels um, but I agree. Like, I think that I am a demi, a demisexual. Is that what mm-hmm. I said? Demisexual. Yeah. Whether or not that's like the actual term for it. <laughs> well, you know, if that's the term, I'm going to go with it. Yeah. But, um, I have to be, I have to have an emotional connection with someone. Like I have to like really know and understand who they are like as a person. And I have to be comfortable with them because if mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with them, I don't feel like I can actually like be sexual with someone. So yeah, comfortability is so important to me. And yeah, because I'm an emotional person, um, I'm a cancer. So if that tells you anything, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I'm an Aquarius and I'm, I'm like, oh, you're the opposite. Yeah. The, the opposite. <laughs> so the opposite. I, and this is why I'm like, oh, this is why I try to do everything by myself. Like mm-hmm. I don't want people around. <laughs> yep. My mother's an Aquarius. Oh, okay. So I know very well. Yeah. You have some experience. I have experience with your kind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your process been like? Just like the ins and outs of of building a website, gathering a following, mm. um, the importance of like social media. Yeah. Um the website has been the hardest thing for me because I'm not a website designer, but I did design my own website and I'm really proud of how it looks. That took a lot of like research, hard work and kind of like comparing other platforms. Cause I was like, mm. I wanted to look semi-similar to other online publications. And then I also wanted to have my own flair. So that was kind of hard, but 
definitely doing my research was very important for that. Um, social media is so important too. Like that's the way that I really connect with my audience. And again, it, it required me to do a lot of reading and a lot of research because I don't know about you, but the algorithm is so annoying for these social platforms. It just drives me crazy. <laughs> like, I, I don't know anything about algorithms. Like I'm probably oh, doing everything wrong. My I God. just started using hashtags. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. Like how everything is like, you have to have the right hashtag. You got to post at the right time of day. Um, you got to make sure that obviously like you're not working with like similar platforms, which is that I understand that one's easy. But if the time of day, the amount of content that you have to push out, because if you're not pushing out the same amount of content as everyone else, and most people are pushing out like two reels a day and oh like maybe two to three posts a day. And I'm just like, I literally, I have time because this is my only job. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm just yes. honest, like, I don't want to be on the computer all day. Like, how am I supposed to be living my life too? If I'm literally just stuck in the internet or on the internet all the time, I'm just like, Jesus. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a hard process. It's just, it's a lot of research and you just got to be dedicated. So I'm trying to like discipline myself more and get more willpower um, and just focus on it. Uh, and I've, I've noticed a lot of growth when I focus on it in the morning. So mm. I do it in the morning and then I check on it periodically, but yeah, it's a lot. I understand why people need teams and I'm just like, oh, it's just a one woman show over here. <laughs> Literally. Oh my gosh. I had to create a yeah. website uh, this year too. And I, I'm, I'm very technologically challenged on like every level. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I, but like, well, I'm a choke. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I feel like my, my website, like I love my website and I feel like it's so different from like anybody. Um, it's probably not, but I'm going to go with that story. As long as you love it though, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's very, it's very me. Um, but now I'm like starting to focus on, uh, social media and like get my Instagram and I had to get on TikTok. And I I'm on Clubhouse. I, I just, I don't like social media in general. So it's a very like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a process. Cause it's like, it's, it's the whole, like, it's a time drainer for me. And it, and it's like, it's a comparison thing for me. And I'm just like, I need to not do this. So actually having strategy has really helped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I've also, I've, I've taken a couple like ideas or yeah, ideas from TikTok because I'm obsessed with TikTok. I could talk about TikTok all day. I've learned so many cool things. I started baking banana bread from TikTok. Like I love it. Um, nice. Yeah. Oh God. So delicious too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, strategy really does help and kind of finding which, where your audience is helps too, because as much as I love TikTok, my audience isn't on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So my audience is on Pinterest and my audience is on Instagram. So I kind of, you know, I've did, I've researched and I've looked at all the analytics and, you know, I'm seeing where my traffic is coming from. Um, and so I'll spend the majority of my time on those social platforms and kind of dabble in on the other ones just for fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I feel like my audience is on TikTok and Instagram, which is why I made those my main two. Perfect. Yeah. 
But at the same time, I'm still like in the very early stages of things. So I don't necessarily know what content to be creating, particularly for TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but and then and then the part of me that's like, I just don't care. <laughs> so like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't expect anything though. Right. Just like oh, I do it when I need to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to talk about writing? Yes, I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like how, so yeah, because you mentioned that like healing's been, writing has been healing for you. Do you want to just talk about that? I'm so curious. Yes. So I never really thought of myself as a writer until last year, pretty much, but, um, I've always kept a journal and it's always been one way that I've like been able to process my emotions even when I was younger, I'd just like write down what was angering me or like what made me sad. And then I'd go back and reread it and be like, okay, I'm pinpointing like what the actual issue is. So writing for me has always just been therapeutic because I'm like, it's a process or a way that I can process my emotions. And so I love it. It really, it makes me see things clearer. Um, yeah, it brings about so much clarity for me. Um, and it just makes me feel just so much better. I don't know how to explain the excitement that I have when I write. It just makes me feel like a good person. It feels it's amazing. I love that. It's it is. It's really it's something else. I don't know. Like it's otherworldly. It is. Writing in like a creative way and like as an outlet. Mm-hmm. It's a great it's a great outlet and I I encourage everyone to like try it because you know Sometimes we just don't know how to express our emotions, but if we, when you put pen to paper, it just flows out of you. At least for me, it does. It just kind of just flows out of me. And I'm like, okay, now I know how to actually express these emotions since I put them on paper. And then after I put them on paper, I feel like I no longer have all that like built up energy just sitting in my body. Like, because I like wrote it out. I feel, I don't know if that's an actual thing, but it just feels like to do. I'm just like, Oh, I'm releasing this energy. So yeah, no, I definitely think that's the thing. I mean, journaling and just like, it's like talked about in therapy and, and like treatment centers and what, whatnot. It's like, it's when you keep all your emotions inside, that's not healthy. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a real thing to like, to, to get it out and, and to like feel that happening. I don't know if you feel like could actually feel the energy leaving you, but I sometimes will feel that. Yeah. I feel like the energy is leaving me. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. time I think about energy leaving my body, I think about the, the scene from the little mermaid when Ursula took her voice. I'm just dramatic. <laughs> I think of um the the scene in Harry Potter 5 where the like Voldemort is uh rising up out of Harry at the very very end it's just like (laughs) get rid of that negative energy yes literally (laughs) but then also you gotta like replace it with some mm-hmm. positive vibes because you if do. you're just like hanging in neutral most yeah. likely you're gonna go back to the negative energy at least I do yeah <laughs> completely agree and so yeah get those positive vibes up like whether you do it through music through dance there's so many ways people like can get you know bring positivity back into their life so mm-hmm. and I feel like too it's a very like like you have to figure out what works for you you know like I feel like there's so much um like influencers or or just like just like talk of like 
this is what you have to do. This is what you have to know. This is what you have. And it's like, actually, Mm -hmm. you got to figure out what works for you. You got to, because we're all different, right? Mm -hmm. Everything doesn't work for the same person. Um, And yeah, social media is really big on like comparing the cause of like comparison. So yeah, you got to figure out how you, or what makes you happy. You have to figure out what makes you happy. Yeah. Happen to it. Yeah. What's, what are some of the um, blogs that you've written? I've written um, like the importance of having an accountability partner. I wrote that one just recently. Um, I wrote how to control your anxiety, like tips and tricks on like ways that you can control it. Um, I just recently wrote another one about my New Orleans trip. That one's going to come out in next week, which I'm pretty excited about. And reasons why you should own a pet. Those are the mm. topics I think about right now. Yeah. I like that. I <laughs> I want four animals, two yes. dogs, one cat. I know yeah. what breeds I want. I know what they, I want them to look like. I have their names picked out. I just, you know, need to, need to get a house or something first. <laughs> yeah. Bigger space. I have, um, I have a kitty. Well, he's not a kitty. He's actually an adult cat. He's mm-hmm. Is old. His name is Vader. I'm obsessed with him. I love him so much. Um, but I was thinking about it. I've been thinking about it for a while now. It's getting a dog. I really want a dog because I like being outside. I like going for parks or I'm sorry, walks at the park. Mm-hmm. I like going for picnics. I like hiking. I like doing all that stuff outdoors and I can't bring my cat and <laughs> I mean, he can, but my cat also has anxiety. So I don't think oh. he's like being outside. And I, I want a dog for those reasons. You're like, come on, let's go walking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. I love it. I almost got a fish before I left Chicago. Ooh. And then I was kind of like, no, they're a little <laughs> bit too high maintenance for me. <laughs> Cause yeah. like, like you, I, I was someone who I thought you just like got the fish and you put it in a bowl mm-hmm. and like, you can leave it. No. Yeah a lot of work goes into having a fish and I was like oh okay yeah Maybe. fish are fish are kind of high maintenance especially like with their aquarium and their tanks and stuff Woo. but clean yeah. it so often you're just like oh god it's just a lot of work it's a lot <laughs> I also feel bad for them am I like weird for this I feel like they would get so claustrophobic in in a tank like I'm like thing. okay thank you yeah yes after finding Nemo, it's been a wrap. Like I was like, I can't, I can't, t- I can't have a fish. Like that's yeah. so evil of me. I'm gonna put it back in the ocean. Like Literally. it's like find a dad. Like I no, like no. And because <laughs> I'm also that person who would want the fish in like the smallest possible glass bowl that could go on my desk, and it would be like, I hate you. So <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I can't do it. I can't do that to the poor fish. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm getting that way about zoos where I'm like, I I can't really get on board with zoos anymore. I I love animals so much, but I just, that's probably why I can't get on board with zoos. I I don't blame you though, because before as kids, like we loved it. It was one of my favorite things to do. Um, But just recently, I think moving to LA really, and just being around so many people that are environmentally conscious and, you know, that love animals, they're telling me what's been like, what's good, what's bad. And I'm really thinking about, I'm like, I would hate, if I were an animal, I would hate to be in a cage all day. Like, 
no, that's not okay. Like, yeah, no. And Go like, back. like taken out to do a trick yeah. a day or something like, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's really, it's really sad. So yeah, I haven't gone to a zoo in a very long time. Um, and if I want to see an animal, I'll have to go to its natural habitat and like do a safari trip. I would love to go to Africa to see like animals in their natural habitat. That would be so much fun. And I would have zero guilt because I was in <laughs> yeah. their habitat, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. A lifelong dream to go uh, to Africa and do a safari. So I think we should do that. I have a, a friend in Africa. She lives in Kenya. And she's oh. like, you can come visit. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. Artist way retreat. Yes. <laughs> but like, I have this dream of um, hugging a lion. Oh, wow. And just like being fine, you know, it not eating me or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. Like, it's going to happen. It, you know what? It will. If you, if you mm -hmm. want your desire, it definitely will. I don't know if I'd hug a lion. Um, I don't know if I'd do that. I do like cats, though. I'm obsessed with cats. Yeah, lion would scare me though. I'm not gonna lie to you. Lions are my spirit animal, so yeah. I just I I don't know. I I'm like I don't know. Maybe I'm like making this up and being delusional, but I no. feel like I have a like soulful connection to lions because every time that I have gone to zoos mm -hmm. in the past couple of years, um, I'll go and visit the lions, and then they'll like look they'll like raise their heads and look directly at me like we will make <laughs> eye contact for, and we'll hold it and I'm like yeah I see you yep. <laughs> like, I just want to climb in there <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it yeah you're you definitely have a connection with them my my like, spirit animal is an elephant so oh elephants yes all the safari animals all, all, all the animals in general yes I but I like I'll see I've like read articles about people who have like just hung out with lions cool. and I'm like can like had sign me up right right now <laughs> literally like Please. right now I will like go I will leave right now and go <laughs> that's cool I hope I, I really hope you get to do that me too <laughs> I'm gonna energy out there for you so you can thanks yeah <laughs> um can I ask about your writing process Oh, I'm I'm a writer and yeah. <laughs> I have the most the weirdest process like it's so I don't even know how to describe it um but so I just love asking other writers what about their process my my writing process is literally all over the place too I I have I have ideas that I want to write about and I'll always like on my notepad I'll like write the ideas that I think would be great topics to talk about for a single girl club um, and then I get writer's block and sometimes I don't even get to it when I want to get to it. But I have noticed though, that I am more, um, productive when I make sure with my writing, when I make sure that I take the necessary time for myself. Mm. So when I do like my self care or when I do my walks in the morning on days that I write, I am super productive. I'm like, Ooh, it just pours out of me. But on other days when I skip like my yoga in the morning or I skip my walk or I don't eat breakfast, I've noticed I'm like, I can't get anything down on this page. And so I have noticed that like when I do like a routine, it does kind of help, um, that self-care kind of routine help my writing. Um, 
And I kind of, I've gotten to this point that I'm trying not to force it because, you know, sometimes if it doesn't come, it doesn't come. And sometimes I want to write in the morning and sometimes I want to write at night. So I'm trying to be more graceful with myself um, and allow myself to just let the creativity flow through me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, my writing process is so, so I'm in this morning writing group, which has been life, life life-saving, like, in terms of writing, <laughs> um, because it's every morning, every weekday morning, um, 45 minutes ish mm-hmm. of writing with, with, with writers when then you can like share and whatnot. Um, so like having that set time is the only reason that I write every day now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because like, it is the first thing that I do. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like, okay. It's like an accountability group almost. Um, yeah, which is amazing. But if I try to like do it on my own, it's like, it's, it's like all of the stages of grief. And then oh. I'll write like, like a chapter title, or I'll come up with like a character name, or do like, like one edit that my editor has sent back, I'll add like a comma or something. And I'm just like, <laughs> I am the master. This is amazing. <laughs> this has been great. We are good. We're going to go take the rest of the day off. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I did that one comma. I put that comma in the right place. I'm good. Yep. And then like the next day I'll go back and be like, no, that comma should not have been added, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like writing. You have to constantly revise, constantly read. And it's just like, oh my goodness. Goodness gracious. Yeah. But- And I think too, for me, like, because, so I'm working on a sci-fi series um, and I've never written books before. So because it's so long, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Mm. (laughs) You know, like I'm, I'm that person who I'm like, I need this to be done in one sitting. Yeah. Otherwise it's not going to get done. Right. But with a book, that's not like, that's just not possible. No. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a time. Oh, that's so cool that you're doing a sci-fi series, though. Like, I'm obsessed yeah. with sci-fi. Like, you literally love it. So oh, my I'm gosh. Yeah. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite sci-fi thing? Well, I obviously love um, Star Wars because mm-hmm. I have a cat named Vader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I love every single Star Wars. Well, not love them all, but, like, I love the, the story of them. Um, I don't know. Would you consider I sci-fi and fantasy kind of the same thing like I like magic and all that stuff so I'm a huge fan of like love Harry Potter love um children of blood and bone I feel like that's like sci-fi fantasy um I even like Greek mythology so I really Mm -hmm. like the Percy Jackson series oh could reread that like a thousand times like I'm into young, young, young adult. Yes. I'm a grown woman that likes young adult. They're like, it's so good. The That's why world, I'm writing it. <laughs> you're like, the story world is so cool. Like people just, it, it's a lot. I love it. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm obsessed with sci-fi. What uh, Harry Potter house are you? I am a Gryffindor. Oh, nice. Yeah. What are you? I'm a Slytherin. I was going to say Slytherin. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be right but I can see Slytherin, but mm-hmm. Slytherin and Gryffindors are pretty much similar. I mean, yeah. they kind of, they're just the one thing is that you guys like power. Um, you, you crave what you crave more power. And then we're like all about, I don't, I don't know if it's loyalty or just fairness and justice. Yeah. Maybe. It's, I think, I think the top three for Gryffindor are um, loyalty, brave and 
something else. I was going to say courage, but that's brave. <laughs> it's like something else. And then Slytherin is like cunning, resourceful and pow- like powerful, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was talking to my cousin the other day and we were we were chatting about Harry Potter quizzes, like online sorting quizzes. Oh, yeah. How pathetic they are, because it's literally like, how do you brush your teeth? A, wisely, B, while eating a cookie, C, bravely, D, I'm a snake. <laughs> that is pathetic. Like, how are you supposed to know who I am as a person by those silly crustums? Yeah. WTF. Anyways. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had, um, I went through this whole, like, podcast training thing and they would like like how to do a pod like they'd help me launch everything I have not listened to a single thing they've said (laughs) it's really bad my literally I have notifications going off all the time my phone rang in a podcast interview the other day it's it's fine it's like it's my life it's representative of my life (laughs) I always feel so bad because I put my phone on silent, but it's connected to my computer. And yeah. so it just things dings. So I'm like, no, how do you silence this? And then I panic and I hit the mute button. And then I'm just like, oh, but I can't hear anything. <laughs> so she's trying to talk to me. I'm just like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> so now like my anxiety kicks in and my kids are <laughs> come on. Like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> literally though oh my god yeah. <laughs> and then I'll like I'll send the episode and like my notes to my audio editor who is a godsend like he is amazing I send him trash and he sends me something that actually sounds listenable oh, and uh and um but I'm like hey so can you uh edit this noise out and this and he's like that's underneath you talking so not really <laughs> but yeah <laughs> it's fine yeah, I don't know how um, audio editors do it. They're just amazing. They have a talent that I don't think I'd ever have. I just can't do it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> so what's next for you and Single Girl Club? Hmm, I, well, I, obviously I, I want to continue to grow it. Um, and see more subscribers and get more of an audience on social media platforms. But I really want to start connecting with brands. Like I want brands to start or do collaboration with brands that I feel um, are in line with the Single Girl Club mission um, and vision. Uh, Because there's some brands that I'm obsessed with and I'm like, oh, that'd be great if we could just like collaborate. You know, I want to start doing those things. I eventually would love to start doing um, actual like in-person events after COVID, obviously, I would love to do like a networking event, like a brunch or something. So women could like actually network and, you know, get to know each other and potentially find jobs and stuff. So yeah, I have a lot of fun ideas. I just, I gotta, I have to stay the course, you know, I have to have a great growth strategy because although I have all these great ideas, I can't implement them all on my own. So I have to mm to have more people or when I can like actually, you know, get more of a profit coming in from, from the business. And then I can like hire people and outsource and stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of more than me? No. What's that? It's um, this, I'm going to butcher what it is, <laughs> but it's this like, it's run by Tiffany Smiley and it's, it's basically like a network of um, 
women in business and mm-hmm. and uh like she pulls together all of like like resources and has expert coaching calls um to like help women in business who are like starting businesses or have businesses or like whatever um for just like to network and to like be like hey like what do you need like blah blah blah, blah. um I really did a bad job explaining that. <laughs> However, <laughs> I got I, I got what you were saying though. I get it. I got it. Following. I think I think it could be really useful for you if you want. Um, I was introduced to to it through Becky Harrington, who is amazing, who helped me launch this podcast. And I feel really bad that I have not listened to anything she said. Um, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> I can do like a email intro with you and Tiffany if you want um to check it out I would so appreciate that yes please Mm -hmm. please please. 100 thank you thank you so much um is there anything that I didn't ask about that you want to share before we jump to final five um no I feel like I told you everything about single world club and what I'm about yeah Yeah. anything else on the top of my head yeah okay (laughs) all right so final five is a speed round but uh it's rarely speed round so it's fine (laughs) sometimes sometimes speed round takes like 15 minutes it's okay I'm just like I like to think of myself as a quick finger but then I'm like oh what if I say the wrong thing my anxiety kicks in and I'm just like no 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 (laughs) I don't understand why I have a podcast because I'm so bad at vocal communication I'm not a quick thinker like it's it's so it it baffles me that like this is the thing that has happened first but most people aren't though so I feel like we all can relate to this like fair yeah the people that are quick thinkers and like they're an anomaly I'm just like are you even human yeah did you really think that through you know yeah that's So. so true yeah Okay, so question one: What is a favorite self-care practice? Ooh, baths! I mm. love a good bath, and I've been to like essential oils. Um, so I'll put like lavender and eucalyptus in the bath, and then I love candles, all of that stuff. So I'll just soak there, and then get like really drunk, have a couple glasses of wine while I'm in it. It's it's the most beautiful self-care practice. I think every everyone should do. Not just love one, that. Everyone. Yeah. Except if you are underage, do not get drunk. Yes, exactly. If you are under the age of 21, do not do the alcohol. But yeah, do everything else. Yes. What is your favorite blog post you've written so far? I have to say how to control your anxiety. I want to say that was my favorite one. Um, because I, w- I don't want to say it's the one I connected the most with, but it kind of is. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, I, I did not think anxiety was a real thing, um, until I had a panic attack and I talk about my experience with the panic attack and how I was like, oh my goodness, like people actually like, this is a real thing. Like I feel bad for always judging people that are like, oh my God, I have anxiety. Oh my God, I have, you know, a panic attack. And I was like, those are made up things. You just don't want to work hard. But I actually had one and I was like, oh my goodness, I just put my foot in my mouth. I feel so bad for like talking all that crap about other people. So literally though, panic attacks are horrible. Oh my God. I did not know it was happening to me. And I mean, my, you know, cats are really good at like sensing like energies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. My cat was going berserk. 
I was like, what is wrong with you? I'm having like my heart, my heart is beating. And I had a cold sweat. I had to like lay down on the floor. Cause I was like, what is going on with me right now? Yeah. Like, you literally think that you're dying. Yes, I literally no amount, Yeah. No I amount did. of like logic is going to bring you out of it. I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. yeah. So I told myself that's never going to happen again. Or if like it starts to kind of creep up, I need to learn how to combat that. So I did my research on ways I could do it. I tried new, like new techniques on how I can control it. And I wrote about it. So I think that's probably one of my favorite posts. Do you want to share some of the techniques that you found? Yeah. Taking a cold shower is awesome. Um, because for me, sometimes when I have anxiety or when I'm really stressed out, I get like muscle spasms, um, and a cold shower can really like it, well, it's helped me like, or like kind of like bring me back to life. Um, another one is breathing techniques. I have learned how to do, um, I don't know how to say it. I don't think it's cold. I'm going to butcher the word. I'm not going to say how's the breathing technique because I know that's not the right way to say it. But breathing has definitely helped. Um, stretching has been another one. And then also like mindful meditation. That's really helped me kind of, you know, recognize the thoughts that I've recognized and observed the thoughts that come into my head, but not like ponder on them, like mm -hmm. be obsessive over them. So those are some really good things. Yeah. Do you find too that like, if you do these things on a regular basis, then it it almost like helps to kind of um, like maintain more of like a calm uh, inner whatever um, energy. And then like, if, if a panic attack does kind of start, then you're like, oh, I know exactly what to do. And it's, yeah. it, it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah, I definitely think so. Mindful meditation really has helped so much. And that's one thing that I love about the artist way classes that we do those little meditation practices, but yeah, mindful meditation has helped because I'm an overthinker and sometimes I have the tendency, tendency to assume things without like actually looking at all of the facts. So when I have those assumptions coming into my head and I'm just like, okay, I'm observing that thought, but then I have to think about it. Like, Hey, is this factual? Is this just something that you are assuming? If it's something that you're assuming, let it go. Like mm -hmm. until, until you get the facts, just don't let it worry. Like don't let it cause you any kind of worry. So yeah, definitely. I would recommend highly people start doing mindful meditation. That has helped so much for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. I meditate so many times a day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Same. <laughs> um, question three, what is a go-to solo date? Ooh, I love going to the park and doing like a picnic and I'm going to be super honest with you. Um, I don't know if I can say this. Can I say it? Say whatever you want. Okay. I really like to get stoned at the park, like really <laughs> You do you, girl. Okay. I was like, I don't know if I can say this, but I like marijuana. Okay. I really do. So I'll smoke some at the park. I'll read a book and I'll bring like a ton of fruit and I'll just munch on it. And I'll be at the park for maybe like two hours, mm -hmm. just in my own kind of like world. That's it's literally my favorite thing to do. It's a wonderful solo date. I think that, yeah, it's, it's so liberating. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> sounds it sounds very relaxing. It's so relaxing. It's so chill. Like it's yeah. it's so nice. And you just don't have a care in the world. You're just like, huh? Isn't that the best feeling? Like not giving a fuck about what anybody else thinks or wants. It's just you in the moment doing what like oh it's so it literally is it's the best. It's the way to live life. Okay. It's the way that everyone should be living life. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um what, okay, so speed round question is what advice do you have for single people? I'm sure this is, you know, could be an entire episode in itself. But I was gonna say, yeah, that is a long um <laughs> what's um, one piece <laughs> one piece of advice <laughs> I would say definitely take your single season and learn just build a better relationship with yourself and kind of observe the things that you know you need to work on like for myself I learned that um I need to communicate my emotions more effectively and so I learned how to like heal my throat chakra and learn how to communicate with people about how I felt without actually um, making someone else feel like I was attacking them. So like learn the things that you need to learn, you know, to just better yourself and, you know, grow in this season and evolve, evolve and have fun, do things you want to do, like learn that language, go on a solo trip, you know? When I went on my first solo vacation, I went to Vegas and it was the greatest time of my entire life. I love solo vacations. Yes. They are the best thing in the entire world. I've been to San Fran by myself. I've been to Seattle by myself. I am going to Hawaii. Um, Well, I mean, it is a solo vacation because I'm traveling by myself, but I'm going to go visit my sister. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Solo vacations rock. You don't have to worry about anyone else's itinerary. That's the best thing about it. anytime you want to you can go to any place you want to go you do anything you want to do do a solo vacation I think everyone should do one multiple I went and I treated myself to um one of Gordon Ramsay's restaurants uh and it was like it was like a 250 dollar dinner but uh like I it was so amazing to like sit at a table by myself in a restaurant and not care yeah. And like people watch and do you, have you ever done this where you like, will make up stories about people? Yes. I did that for so many people in the restaurant. It was so much fun. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Cause at first I thought I was crazy. I'm like, I might be crazy. <laughs> Isn't it so fun? Oh my gosh. It's so much fun. I'm like, Oh, this is what's happening. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Or this person they're on a date and this is like, yeah, I do it all the time. All the time in my head. Yeah, there was this one couple who literally, I don't think they looked at each other once. They were just on their phones and like, just like eating and whatever. And I was like, so you are keeping up appearances. Why? Exactly. (laughs) Why? Yeah. How do you go to date with someone and not like actually converse with them? That's weird. They were in like an older couple too. So probably married and just like. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I know, right? And like, we literally have nothing else to talk about. We've covered every topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope that I'm when I'm old, I'm that that couple that like will like put each other in grocery carts and push around the store. Like I like I want to have that like levity the entire yeah. relationship. Yeah. 
those are goals. I just want to travel with someone. That's like my goal. I literally want to just go all around the world and just do cool things everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah literally. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, last question. What's your biggest takeaway from the past year focusing on single girl club? Mm. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from the last year, it would probably be, yeah, this is not a speed round, right? <laughs> not a speed round. I'm literally like thinking about this. Um, for me, just in general, it would be that I need to have the courage to walk away from things that aren't serving me anymore. Um, before last year, I had the tendency to just stay in situations and kind of endure like situations because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. I thought that it was going to build me and I thought that, you know, it was going to help me grow, but sometimes growth comes in walking away from something. And I learned that pretty I learned that last year, pretty heavily last year. It's just like, okay, something's not serving you. You're not getting what you need from it. You can walk away from the situation and the universe will give you something greater in its place. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, okay. I didn't know which one I was gonna, <laughs> anxiety. I'm like reading my script and I was like, which one do I say next? It's fine. <laughs> Um, but I wanted to tell my family, mm-hmm. check out Single Girl Club on Instagram at single.girl.club and through the website, singlegirlclub.com. And thank you so much, Megan, for chatting with us. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a great time. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have enjoyed your time today. Please take a minute to press that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Google Play. And if you liked today's episode, please rate and leave a review. It would mean so much to me and it helps more listeners like you find this podcast. You can connect with our guests and myself on social media. All of our information and more is listed in the description of this episode. I'm your host, Senya. See you next time.